0: Lily, it's crappy hour, and I really, I really, really need this drink. <laughs> After sitting through the rumble. Right, I'll start with one. <laughs> How are you doing?
1: Um, Spiritually broken. As a wrestling fan, you know?
0: Yeah. It was, it was a tough, weird weekend.
1: I actually, um, I obviously watched the rumble, I assume pretty much everyone else did. Um, I had to go back and re-watch the first AEW PPV just to kind of recover from that. And it was actually fun to watch that too because everyone had horrible gear, no offense, and everyone was kind of in a different place then, but it was still so much better, um, especially watching the Rhodes versus Rhodes match at the end. I just needed to watch some good wrestling after watching the Rumble because PU that was dog caca.
0: Dude, it was not fun. Well, okay. So so we decided that when we called this show Grappy Hour that we would each have a drink that kind of symbolizes how the week in wrestling felt to us. Uh do you want to start? You want you want to show me your drink and tell me why you picked it? Show and tell time?
1: <laughs> sure. Um this is my first time kind of doing like a uh, unboxing or reveal on camera. So apologies. Oh, yeah. Um, I chose this cocktail mainly as a symbol or a metaphor of how women are still treated in wrestling, specifically in the WWE. So I chose canned wine. Oh, no. (laughs) And this one is actually black tea goji and blackberry flavored.
0: So is it like healthy wine? Like, what is that?
1: um well it's i got it at the wine store which is its own thing for people watching outside of canada um but it says that it's a hard sparkling water but i got it at the wine store so it's like a spritzer it's like a tea spritzer um 80 calories no sugar so i guess if you're a little bit more health conscious it's a it's a good bevy okay
0: well enjoy it i uh I, I went to to the LCBO, which Canadian well, really, really only Ontarians would understand what the LCBO is. Otherwise, it's just a liquor store because our liquor control board is a thing here. Uh, and I got something called Jaw Drop. It's not going to focus properly because wow. after that show, my jaw was on the floor, and the flavor that I got is called Tickling Pink. Because of all the matches on that show, unlike how you feel about the women's roster. That was probably the best match, was the Women's Royal Rumble. And that's saying a lot.
1: Oh, for sure. And I'm actually going to pull up my notes right now. And next week, I'll be a little bit more organized with my notes. So I don't look like I'm a boomer scrolling through my phone. But No,
0: please. That's what I like here. That's what, we're, I'm, I'm, that's not what here like. be, I'm not here to be organized with you. I'm here to, to talk and have a drink with you. It's,
1: All right, let me it's 5 o'clock somewhere. All right. So I think the first thing we should start talking about, especially with the Women's Royal Rumble, is everyone's looks, which I thought were pretty much flawless, like, from everyone. I mean, you had Sasha Banks entering as Sailor Moon, which was phenomenal. Like, if she she isn't doing OnlyFans already with cosplay, that is a revenue stream that she is missing out on.
0: It's also a revenue stream she's not allowed to do, because in WWE, you can't have any third-party... You can't do any third-party work, so
1: that doesn't surprise me. But wow, that that really sucks.
0: So, actually, on the same vein, I don't know if you if you if you re- recognize. So, Zelina Vega came out, I think, as someone from uh, as a character from Naruto. Is another. Oh, anime. I didn't catch that. I'm not a Naruto
1: head. Uh, so, no.
0: So I'm not big into to anime, but I was reading about it after the fact, and she's she's a big anime fan and all that stuff. But when Zelina Vega left in 2020, it was over third-party, like, apps. She wanted to Twitch stream. She wanted to be on OnlyFans doing her cosplay. Yeah, yeah. Like, she wanted to do all this stuff, and WWE said no. They put that... That was a, a blanket. Like, nobody could do any third-party work unless it was approved through WWE, and they got a cut. Uh, and so she left, and eventually she came back, but she still can't do her Twitch streaming or or, or anything like that. But, you know, th- that sparked a huge like conversation with, the, with wrestling fans about whether or not these wrestlers should be able to have as as independent contractors, like OnlyFans or or Patreons or whatever it is. And like some are still kind of getting away with it because they appear on like family members' YouTube videos and stuff like that. Looking looking at mm-hmm. Natty. Uh she appears with her sister on her on her sister's channel. So like there are ways around it and some people can get away with it. But like even AJ Styles, he abandoned his Twitch streams and they were wildly popular. And he was just like, yeah, I get it. And other wrestlers didn't. So, you're right. I mean, Sasha Banks could make a, a mint doing this stuff, but uh, she can't. But I, I don't think she really. Ma- I don't think she minds it. I think she's making going- so much and getting so much exposure from Ooh. WWE into other programs like doing Mandalorian and like getting all this, the, like the Marvel look at, and that that matters more. I think.
1: Um and exactly like um, let's say that things don't. You know, pan out with Sasha, she could do pretty much anything. Like, she is destined to be on TV, she's destined to be a star for sure. She just looks great on camera, yeah. Um, so that really sucks, and it's weird because there's so many weird stories about kind of third party or name changing, like with WWE, even Cody Rhodes, etc. So, um, there's a lot to talk about there for different reasons on why WWE is just so. Obsessed with controlling things, um, and not necessarily in a way that benefits them. Yeah, in my opinion. So
0: it's it's a big like IP thing, right? It's a big intellectual property thing for WWE. They want to be able to own names. They want to be able to own characters. Some people will license their names. Some people will be like, no, forget this, because if I leave or if I get released, what does that mean for my name and my character? <laughs> it's it's a strange thing. Like only so many people are able to license or use their name when they come in. I was having a conversation with someone about this earlier, and the name change stuff doesn't bug me so much anymore. I know people got upset about, like, Piper Niven, is or Viper, who was, was Piper Niven, is now do-drop in WWE on the main roster. That bugs people. It doesn't bug me. It's a name. It's how they perform that does it for me. Um, I don't know how you feel about some of the names that, that some of these people have, like Braun Breaker versus calling him Rex Steiner or whatever it is um it doesn't
1: it doesn't bug me too much but i think it really depends kind of performer by performer right like sometimes you just get done so dirty with like a really crappy gimmick or a really crappy name yeah um and like we'll kind of get to it later but you know someone who's a future star right now whose gimmick i'm really excited to see go to the next whatever it is is jungle boy you know Mm -hmm. i think that um He's absolutely incredible, but it's like it's his first gig, right? So I don't know what it will be. But once he uh, becomes a singles uh, wrestler, I think something will come of that. Maybe he'll be Jungle Man. Maybe he'll just go full Tarzan. Who who knows?
0: I mean, we 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 all joked about it at uh, at the pay per view with the the street fight where he started like wailing away on, with uh on the young bucks with the chair. It was like he's suddenly become Jungle Teen because he's like full of angst and all this stuff. And now he's back to being just Jungle Boy. But when does he become Jungle Man? Is that when he challenges successfully for, like, the TNT title or the AW World Championship? Like, when when does it happen? But even then, like, is he's not going to be Jungle Man. He's going to be Jungle Boy. But does he change his name? Does he keep it? I don't know. It is it is a strange gimmick. Like, I agree with you. It, it only has so many dimensions it can take in its current form.
1: I and mean, even with Luchasaurus, like, I know that backstage she also has a really interesting gig. I'm not quite sure if it's a nutritionist but it's something to do kind of with health science so i mean i could see him you know maybe keeping the belt for a little bit longer dropping it to whomever and then just going full-time backstage like that's a great gig it's a great opportunity too right i couldn't see luchasaurus like essentially being out there for too much longer like that's just my opinion
0: I don't even know how old he is at this point. I mean, other than like millions and millions of years old because he's a dinosaur. But like I don't know how old I don't know how old he is, but I don't know how much how much more time he wants to spend in the ring. It's a good point. I didn't think about it.
1: Was he the um, one on Eliminate or was that Lance Archer?
0: Oh, I don't know. I, I I know that at one point he was in NXT for a very short time.
1: Or maybe he was on Big Brother. I think yeah, I think he was, I think on was on Big Brother, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, that was one of the seasons I didn't I watched until like season 16 or something and then i just kind of dropped off
1: and that's one parallel going back to the very stinky uh rumble that i actually saw is like now we have tay conti and sammy Guevara as this like social media couple and they're both very attractive they're very young. they're flaunting their bodies it's been done a million times but as a wrestling angle i kind of see parallels with edge and his wife as well and i think that if they leaned into that that could also be something Interesting to see as like ultimate shit heel couple so uh tag team.
0: I even see it more as like a Miz Ms. Maurice versus Ty Conchi and Sammy, like similarities. Okay, because, yeah, because
1: the social media aspect.
0: Yeah, and like they're they're kind of shitty heels and they're full of they're full of themselves and they want to show off yeah. everything. Whereas like Edge and Beth are like super wholesome. Like after the rumble, Beth put out a post about like how she never felt love until she met Edge and like. They've been together for 11 years and he's pushed her up and been a great partner, blah, blah, blah. Like that to me is is more wholesome versus Sammy and Tay, which seems like like I'm, I'm sure that they very much care for each other. I'm sure that there's a relationship there that that's based in in like real uh, love or whatever, caring for each other. But like it's Ms. and Maurice for those two in my in my eyes.
1: And and that just goes to show how little I know kind of about the current landscape in WWE because I guess I do agree with you and you kind of explain it that way and um, I love the Luna Fashan tribute as well. Yes, Um, that was awesome, and I'm so glad that not only did she do it, but she also acknowledged it on Twitter after. Like that was that was super cool. It
0: was it was that, and I I also thought it was Bull Nakano from you know the japanese superstar but the hair she, especially yeah with the hair too and then and then she said afterwards it was luna which again like i saw both and i'm so happy that she acknowledged at least one of them it could have been both but like dude it was so cool the the match itself i mean i don't know how you felt it 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 just kind of happened to be there it was fine it was inoffensive to me it was just kind of i thought like it was fun. one of the better
1: matches of the night honestly
0: yeah yeah there were some spots where i was just like cool this is fun this is an easy match to sit through and like yeah. the, Maurice does some stuff. They do some tag team, like double teaming stuff with the spear and then the glam slam for the finish. Like I was, that was cool to me. That was fun. But uh, of all the matches, it had like the least amount of stakes. And I think that's what just made it so much easier to stomach.
1: And I mean, the the layout of the show is so interesting in terms of the programming, because after the opening match, the crowd was so upset and pissed off that um, the energy just totally went flat. And we all know that WWE is notorious for editing the audio. And it was so apparent at certain times. And I'm sure that once people pirate it and re-upload it, it will sound a little bit different. But I mean, the crowd was not happy with that opening match. And then to go from a, a pissed off crowd right into the rumble was just a weird energy kind of for the rest of the night.
0: And it was also, you had your championship match, one of your championship matches open up and end in a DQ. And again, like no excuses. If you have a big championship match, it shouldn't end in a DQ ever. But the story that they told, like, I I don't know. I liked it. I liked that Seth comes out dressed as a shield member and like gets in Roman's head and like, there's a bigger story at play, which is cool, but you don't have a dog shit DQ finish on a major match, like someone has to win you can't just run it back in saudi arabia because you want to run it back in saudi arabia it's stupid like well i also i'll
1: I'll give it to roman like he was taking some bumps like his face was you know pretty damaged and i mean i don't know too much about what's going on with like the orbit of plot lines there but they are good performers i just think that when you've had this makes you burp like crazy me too man
0: yeah go ahead that's fine
1: um Excuse me. Um, <laughs> when you have two people that are that talented and you have a company with a legacy like WWE that's, gosh, like 55-plus years old now, it's hard. It's hard to keep fresh concepts going and new plot lines going that you haven't seen a million times. So is that an excuse? No. But is it difficult to kind of keep things exciting? Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And, and again, it just... It's a story of these two guys had a match in mind that played out how they wanted it, but the story, the uh, the underlying story or the 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 overarching story, I should say, uh, is getting muddied by outside sources. That's that's how I feel about Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins, and I will do it again, but uh, it won't be nearly as impactful as as what it would have been at the Rumble. Anyway, especially when
1: you have so many different styles of wrestlers in the men's division too. You got Kevin Owens, you got Sami Zayn, you got all these different types of characters that are just kind of chilling in the wings and they yeah. bring them out and they give them that moment. And then it goes back to being the Roman show. And I, I understand why it is the Roman show, but I think there's so many other interesting components that are on the current roster, actually that aren't being used, especially in the women's division, actually. Like I was really, really, really shocked that Liv got eliminated that early.
0: I, I, I was not I wasn't because there's always like the Iron Man or Iron Woman in the Rumble. The person who lasts super duper long. And Liv was one of the top. And they kept like making reference to the fact that Liv Morgan outlasted almost everybody. Except for like Bianca Belair. And I think Natty was also in the top three of Iron People. Uh, So it's like WWE's way of giving them shine and making them look good without giving them the win. Liv didn't dominate, she was just kind of there and didn't have much else going on. And that seems to be well, the Liv like, Morgan way right now.
1: The weird thing about the rumble, and I'll kind of demonstrate it on camera, is like there were it's it's a ring. It's a it's a square-shaped thing, and you have a spot going on, let's say in the center of the ring, then you have like three girls just standing here like this.
0: Yes, it's so bad.
1: Like like there are people <laughs> just standing, like literally pretty much just doing this.
0: Yeah, they just st- when when Ronda why? Rousey when Ronda Rousey came out as one of the surprise entrants, they all just stood there and looked in disbelief. And like I get, I get why, like I get, I understand psychology like with the psychology of it, why. But at the same time, you've still got a match going on in the ring and like 15 women trying to win. Why would you sit there and be like, "Oh shit, she's gonna kick our asses," and instead be like, "Well, not if I can kick anyone's ass first. And that's an opportunity to
1: be like, oh, everyone's looking away. I'm going to flip you over. You know what I mean? Exactly. Something
0: like that. Someone who's like a total chicken shit heel could have just dumped somebody over the top rope and been like, ha ha, you got caught. You know, you got caught staring. But instead, they all stared at Ronda as she came down the ring. And then Ronda, of course, wins the Royal Rumble. How do you feel about Ronda <laughs> winning the Rumble? Ugh. Not Maybe not Ronda specifically, but like Ronda winning the Rumble.
1: I understand it. Like, I think it was... I think it's pretty much WWE's only play at this point right now. Um, I think Charlotte Flair is probably my favorite woman's wrestler in WWE right now. Just because... Not only the legacy, but not only because she's very good, but because she's such a professional. The way that she took that L was just amazing. She was like, ah, screw this. Like, I got my bag, and uh, it's Ronda's turn right now. I personally think that Ronda Rousey has absolutely no place in wrestling right now. I don't think that she's ready to come back to wrestling right now, but I, at the same time, as such a strong statement, I'm also very curious to see what happens. Um, I have very low bar expectations, but we'll see. You
0: know what I mean? Yeah. I'm curious as to like what you mean by she's not ready to come back. Cause like I, I I and I'm not asking this in in an antagonistic way. I'm just like, I'm curious what you mean by that. Is it like she came back too soon? She just gave birth. Is it that maybe she's not ready to be inserted into plans? Like what, where's your, where's your head at?
1: I think all of the things you just said are part of it for sure. I mean, you, after having a child going right back into wrestling is it's difficult. It's not that it can't be done. It's just that it has to be done in a certain way. And judging on her performance at the Rumble, um, she can barely throw strikes.
0: That oh, look that's for camera. Yes, I'm glad so, you said that.
1: You know, I've I I took uh, boxing lessons on a very very amateur level for a few years, and I mean, you spend mm, I would say like the first like three to six months just like learning like your one two three like all your basic punches and. I boxed with literal 17-year-old women who were more believable than that. And and she's she's an Olympian judo. Like her throws are like sickening, like absolutely sickening. But everything else, I'm just like, I I don't get this.
0: Yeah, but like when you say sickening, you mean like it's really cool. Like they they are painful looking and that yeah. And amazing. Yeah, yeah. I just want to clarify if anyone's just like, "What does she mean by sickening?" But, uh, you know, different audiences. Uh, anyway, the good thing. The, yeah, it's a good thing. Uh, the punches thing. It's funny. You're not the first one to talk about that. You're not. You're not going to be the last. But um, it, there's like an art to pulling your punches in wrestling, right? Like mm-hmm. you're 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 someone who has also like dabbled in wrestling training, or at least is like getting more into the idea of doing wrestling training, and like you'll you learn about pulling punches because clearly you're not in it to hurt your opponent but you're still in it to make it look real and i well, think you also hit with
1: here clear. right you don't hit with here
0: yeah you, well technically yeah but i mean you, you can still throw punches if you're doing a, like a worked punches shot because yeah that's still part of the show right you can throw forearms but you can also throw punches it's just technically in the rules of wrestling a referee would admonish you for doing that with or Ronda, you're just menoro
1: and you shoot on someone cuz who cares.
0: Well, of course, you just go for it and just let, you know, get the apology later. <laughs> but with Ronda, you're right. Like you've got to learn how to pull your punches and you have to make it believable. And that's something that that's like a fine balance that not a lot of wrestlers do, male or female. And do you have a just, cat or
1: dog, by the way? I don't. Cuz it cuz it kind of reminded me of like when I'm play fighting with my dog and I'll just be like psh, psh, psh. Yeah. And like you,
0: you're
1: you play fighting with a dog, right? So you're like obviously scaling back your punches to like 2% where you're literally just like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. just a playful And I boss. feel like even that looked better. Like,
0: <laughs> You might be right. Like again, she might just think that she's like so dangerous with her fists that she has to pull back to an even greater percent than what she should. <laughs> And as like, she thinks that everyone maybe is super fragile and she can break them because let's face it. Like most of the women on the roster are, are smaller, they're life, they're, they're, they're very small, but that doesn't mean they're not tough. And I just, if that's her, her mindset, it's something that she's got to work through to make her punches more believable. Um, so Ronda wins the rumble. It looks like it's going to be Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey for the championship. Going into mania, the question then becomes, what do we do with Becky Lynch? Should it be Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey? Like what do you have a preference? Is there like a story that you would have preferred to see coming out of the rumble with Ronda and someone else you could have uh, challenged or anything like that?
1: If, if it was my booking and I had any decision making there, I think I'd probably go for flair. Cause it's like these two American, like strong women kind of clashing, right? Lynch, um, uh, is amazing for a different kind of set of skills and a different type of performance, which I don't know if it would clash very well with Rhonda. And that's something that I'm also looking um, at Rhonda for very closely is her performance, her promos, her facials, what she does in the ring, which is nothing.
0: Yeah. There's, she has a great
1: a- look. Like the Roddy Piper look was awesome, Yeah, but like, okay, you have a great look and what?
0: There's a video going around of her doing an interview with one of the interviewers, Sarah Schreiber, after the Royal Rumble, where she's asked about whether, uh, like, was this a statement win? Are you happy to be back? And whatever it was, like, Rhonda just like shut down Sarah Schreiber and was like, that's a statement, not a question, and like just acted like a dick. And then, with well, the follow up question, was like, what are you going to do now? And she says, I'm going to go back on my bus. I'm going to Mac on my baby because my priorities have changed. Oh, but I'm still a heel because I haven't forgotten how the fans treated me on my way out. Like there was this weird, it was a weird convoluted interview that she did one time with no re And again, it was pre-taped. It was not aired live. They could have done a second tape, but the- it's so bad. And the point well, I'm something- trying to make here is like there's no, there's no boundary set of where she sits on a spectrum of good or or bad. Yeah, exactly. And you need that in wrestling. Yeah. And go, go, sorry, go. I cut you off.
1: No, no, no. It happens, especially when you've had a little bit of uh, wine, juice, tea, whatever. <laughs> um, is my observation, and I'm a casual. I'm a very much of a casual when it comes to modern WWE. Is that there's two route roads you can go as a performer in WWE, either a heel or a clown. Yeah, and that's kind of what I see, and that's what I see with, you see with Nikki Ash and Lynch and everyone. Like, there's only two roads to go. And I mean, if Ronda wants to go full villainous shitheel, sure. But I, I also don't see that in her as well. It just seems so convoluted and forced.
0: I also don't want to see Charlotte Flair be a face. Charlotte Flair, the face has always been kind Awful. of boring. Yeah. yeah. And what are you going to do? You have these two women who are just obnoxious to to the crowd and obnoxious to each other. No one's going to want to see that. So I want to... I, I'm 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 excited for tonight. I mean, listen, as excited as you can be for three hours of Raw, I'm excited to see what the interaction is going to be like for Rousey and presumably Becky. Maybe they'll bring out Charlotte because it's WrestleMania and they just throw the brand the brands split aside. Who knows? Um, I want to know how they start to set that up. Do they make one of them more insufferable than the other? Like how does it how does it work? Does it work?
1: And that's the thing, right? Is like to be able to kind of bounce and wrestling is like dancing. If you don't have a good dance partner, it's going to be a stinky match. It's going to be a stinky performance, right? Excuse
0: me. And, um,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. But I think that Charlotte Flair is, like, up here, like, in this, like, upper echelon of pretty much every skill set you need for wrestling. And then you got Ronda, who has some, but not all. So to kind of have, to your point, two similar archetypes, like, bouncing off each other, it's almost, like, Cannibalizing itself.
0: Yeah. They they had a match at the last minute at Survivor Series a couple of years ago because that was the same Survivor Series where Becky got popped in the nose and had to forfeit doing the match. And that match ended with a disqualification. So it never had closure. And I hope they kind of bring that up. I hope they, mm-hmm. they draw attention to it because Charlotte Flair was a was a coward, quote unquote, pulled out a kendo stick and got herself DQ'd and then wailed on Rhonda if that's how they start to plant the seeds in that feud, then it's a lot better than them just yelling at each other for being too good for their sport or too good in their sport. And one has to be better than the other. It just, it won't play out well if they try to make it a a pissing contest.
1: And one of my favorite moments for women in WWE, and you can give me more context actually, because I just know it kind of as a segment was shit. I think it's Rhonda and lynch i forget who but they're it's like a fake arrest and they like it goes backstage yeah. that was incredible incredible
0: so that was like, that was more three of, that. of that yeah so that was becky lynch ronda rousey and charlotte flair getting hustled by the cops arrested and then like they had a whole brawl in the back lot broke a bunch of windows that was great i want to see that shit again or or at least something like something like that don't don't give me the same thing all over again it's gonna be stupid something adjacent like, yeah give me something that's gonna get the fans interested in in this feud and in this match make it personal make it personal somehow but like don't make it weird like you'll never be a mother or like don't do that shit you gotta find something that's relatable and not completely offensive based on gender or expectations in your life like do do something real do something that's gonna be you know That's going to be interesting for all parties involved, Uh, and that's that's the women's Royal Rumble. I guess that's where we're going for Mania. Um, Bobby Lashley wins the the WWE Championship. You didn't like it.
1: I like big, meaty men shows. Just don't do it for me. You know what I mean.
0: um, Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: I I try and get into it, but. I also love Joshi and I love Puro. So watching those work rates compared to some of the stuff you see overseas is painful, man. It's painful. Okay. I
0: I liked it for certain spots. I liked the the fact that these two guys kept dropping each other on their high necks and, you know, basically made it look like it hurt. And it probably did. Uh, and the finish was a little more dramatic than I expected. Seeing Roman Reigns come out and basically cost Brock the, the title I expected the Usos to do that, but it made sense. Where were the, the Usos? They weren't on the card. When they said they are banned from ringside, I guess they meant for the entire show because they had the night off. That's fine. By for that. Yeah, exactly. Get just hang out backstage, just do your thing. Um, Roman comes in and basically gets uh gets his man back, gets uh gets Paul Heyman back in the side. The fix is in and they're back together. I like that the the storytelling here is that a Paul Heyman's side. He is only uh, allegiance. His only allegiance is to a WWE title. It's not to the holder. It's to the title itself. Doesn't care who holds it as long as he is holding it for the champion and is their advocate. Therefore, more money gets the bag. Blah blah blah. For Roman Reigns, the story is: I am crazy and I am driven crazy with my advocate and without him. But with my mm-hmm. advocate, with my tribe, with my my guy, I am a champion. I am the guy. I am level-headed, even though Paul Heyman drives me nuts. So he went back and got the guy who drives him nuts, but can also keep him sane and keep him champion. There's something there. I liked it. I don't like that it comes at the cost of Bobby of Big E. Sorry, not Big E. I keep doing this thing. I wanted Big E to win. That's another story. Uh, I, I keeps coming at Bobby Lashley's expense, where he wins the championship, but he is like total second fiddle to everything going on. I don't need that.
1: And it's just, it's just lazy writing. And I mean, I felt so bad for Kofi too, with that botch. Like, I mean, things like that are so bad bound to happen, but there was just so many, um, it's not even avoidable because it's live TV, but there are just so many like ways to make everyone look better. And they didn't. Yeah.
0: yeah. I want to, we now know that Bobby Lashley is going to defend the WWE championship in the elimination chamber now they're going back to Saudi Arabia feel how you feel about that but the match just the match itself is going to be him five other guys uh it's I'm I'm looking forward to it I'm looking forward to Lashley potentially walking into another mania as champion little wrench in the plans don't know if you heard about this I don't know Uh,
1: like you're pretty much speaking Japanese to me right now so enlighten me please okay
0: so are you familiar with the elimination chamber Yes. yes. Okay. So Bobby Lashley's a champion. They're going to their next event in Saudi Arabia where he'll put the WWE championship on the line in this elimination chamber match. So him and five other guys are going to be in this match. The question becomes, does Lashley keep the championship going into WrestleMania? Who's he going to face? There's another piece of news that came out earlier today. So in the men's Royal Rumble, Brock Lesnar won the championship or won the, won the Royal Rumble came in at number 30 another dog shit call in my opinion if you want to talk about that we can uh because it's definitely something that happened and we can talk about the state of the the, of the men's side of the royal rumble and how bad that was
1: oh yes we can also Uh, there should be the thumbnail
0: perfect wait no too much anyway (laughs) yes that's the one (laughs) Uh, so Lesnar Lesnar comes in wins the Royal Rumble number 30 Um, clearly he's going to face Roman that's fine whatever at Wrestlemania what do you do with the WWE Championship well if you are following the internet today apparently one of the original winners was going to be Riddle
1: stop my boy my indie circuit boy
0: yes so Matt Riddle Was originally slated, according to a few people, according to a couple of outlets. PW Insider was one of them. WrestleVotes was an account that kind of said the same thing uh, that, that there was a plan for Matt Riddle to win the Royal Rumble this year. Now, what do you do with that? Yeah, for real. I mean, he and Randy Orton have been a tag team for a little while. They've been doing their thing. Do you have them officially split up? You've got months to tell that story right now.
1: What's happening with McIntyre too? He's just like chilling in the background
0: like so, he, so after day one, which is the pay per view at the beginning of this year, he was written off because he was gonna get his neck checked out. He had some okay. neck issues. He uh he got checked out, came back at the rumble, so clearly whatever it was didn't yeah. need any major surgery. Uh and he now he's got to close out his feud with Mad Cat Moss and Happy Corbin. Sorry, future intercontinental champion Mad Cat Moss for those who's who the um,
1: the Irish uh wrestler? Seamus. Shout out Seamus for being one of the only modern wrestlers who can pull off not using self-tanner.
0: <laughs> His whole career. He's like so afraid good. of tanning. He says it, it looks bad. He doesn't need it. 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 No. He's, he's not even mean. a clown. He just looks white. <laughs> he's just pale. I mean,
1: he is. He is. Yeah. He lo- I think he has a great look. I. I but then it's like, would that be offensive if it was like an Italian person or if it was, you know, a Middle Eastern person? Yeah, probably would be
0: yeah but because he's legitimately irish it, it it works for him. He's afraid of the sun, and the sun doesn't do any good things for him.
1: No, that is like uh my man. he just turns into a lobster the second yeah. uh the sun is there,
0: so do I. I tend to turn into a lobster and then i I tan afterwards. I kind of get that base burn, and then everything else kind of tans better afterwards. I'm
1: surprised because some Jews we can tan like i I become like a golden like a nice golden color, but
0: lucky, I do not. I yeah. just get burnt and then hope for the best. Anyway.
1: And I think it's um we're we're close to spring now too. So I'm excited to kind of see hopefully more outdoor wrestling events too like yes. going into the warmer months.
0: Dude, I so I was supposed to go to a show in Hamilton in October of 2020 before we went into okay. another lockdown. It was going to be in Hamilton. It was actually Ethan Page's A1 Wrestling Promotion. Of course. And I just I, of course, I was cleaning up around my desk uh, yesterday, and I found the original ticket. It was like a nice hard copy ticket. I had to throw it out because I'm like, this hurts too much. <laughs> was
1: but Space I, Monkey I, involved in
0: it? Of course, Space Monkey was involved in it. it Space Monkey and uh, Golden God Mark Wheeler was involved. Of course, Ethan Page was going to be there. Uh, God, everyone, every, Jody Threat, who I'm a big fan of, she was going to be oh, there. I'm such a
1: mark for her. I hope it's to true. fight her in an indie match one day. That'd be like a goal of mine.
0: Hear us out, Jody Threat. That's gonna be that's gonna be the match. Beat each other up. At Junction City
1: wrestling, hopefully in the next year or so. Yes. Be awesome.
0: I haven't been to Junction City yet. There's a list. I know we yeah, follow yeah. each other on socials and everything. I just haven't had a chance to go yet. Greek well maybe we'll do go. some
1: coverage. Yes. Yeah.
0: As the world starts to open up, uh, as our province starts to open up again.
1: Were we the yeah. longest lockdown in the world? I think so.
0: Yeah, we are. We we are yeah. and we were and we continue to be so. Anyway, Yay? shout out to the province of Ontario. Anyway.
1: No, let's not do that.
0: So do you do Riddle versus Randy Orton? Do you split them up and then have them fight for the WWE championship? Would you want to see that match?
1: Yes, actually I would. I think that'd be like a nice change of pace and a nice change of card from the Roman Reigns show for sure.
0: Uh, you got two nights of WrestleMania too. So keep that in mind. Like your your night two main event is probably gonna be Roman and Brock. Your night one main event is probably gonna be Rousey and Charlotte. You can mm-hmm. open up the night on night one with a big WWE championship match and have Riddle and Randy Orton go at it, and it would be a good match. A oh, banger, for sure. Yeah.
1: I want to see more Kevin Owens, though. Like, I just love him so much.
0: He's great. I, You know what? I, I've i been saying this. I don't know if it's going to ring true. I would have Kevin Owens win the U.S. championship and have mm-hmm. him and Seth Rollins feud for that title going into May.
1: That would be yep. a greasy, a greasy match for sure.
0: Yeah, I want to see those two fight for that championship. And that'd be that'd be a fun match. I mean, you just Seth kind of just turned face on Saturday, taking the chair shots, looking crazy. Maybe the chair shots scrambled his brain back to normal. Who knows?
1: Well, here's the thing too, and maybe you can clarify this too. Sure. With Rollins and Roman, I was like, wait, so this is heel versus heel? Everyone's a heel.
0: Yeah, that was confusing. I think a lot of people kind of pointed that out. And I explained this on my podcast on overbooked, uh, Tim and Joel call in the ring where, uh, Freddie Prince jr. Who used to write for WWE. He did an wow. interview with Chris Van Vliet and Freddie Prince jr. Is great. Uh, it, and he, he did an interview with Chris Van Vliet and the the clip is out there somewhere where he explains that Vince McMahon has this style of seeing the world in like the most incredible way. But then when he tries to put it into storytelling mode, it doesn't work because the world, yeah. the world of storytelling doesn't work the same way that the world, the real world can work. So the story being that while you and I, we get along and we are the, we're good people in each other's story. That's not the same for person X who may be not a fan of me, but a fan of yours. And as a exactly. result, they see, they see me as the heel. They see you as the face. So, and also these, these, these people change, directly related to how they interact with other people so Rollins and Reigns are the heels to us but Rollins is the face of his story Reigns is the Mm. face of his story it's this weird like offsetting interpersonal relationship dynamic that I know like I get it and it doesn't translate
1: to the ring essentially
0: no it doesn't and that's the problem it doesn't it it wouldn't work in television much either It, it has to be very intelligent storytelling for you to make it work and the wrestling is not intelligent storytelling. I'm sorry to say that we're d- we don't watch wrestling to talk about how nuanced everything is. We don't people who do often are ridiculed or at least said like you're reaching a bit. <laughs> and I think that's what they were going oh God, is- <laughs> No, I love, it. I love this show. Anyway. I'm so sorry. Don't be. It's fine. I I know people are gonna love that. If you, they're gonna toss a thumbs up on the video. Before. Can I sell?
1: I know people sell farts, but can I sell burps and jars?
0: I don't see why not. Money is money. You make whatever whatever gets people going.
1: And I do some market research, and I'm trying. I'm looking at my notes as well. Um, one of my favorite women in WWE as well, who got done so dirty in the Rumble with Shotzi. I absolutely she love was Shotzi. In and she out. She was so I good. Agree.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I. I Big fan of Shotzi. I I will never say a bad thing about her. She's wonderful. She does deserve more, and I hope they kind of give her more. She came in, like, like
1: so strong, too, into the Rumble. And um, I also, like, these are my notes, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, They did Shotzi Dirty, Nikki Bella Simp for Life, 100%. They can do anything. They can literally just walk into a ring, shake a little (laughs) bit, and I hear that their entrance songs, and I'm here for it.
0: Yeah. Dude, it was... I called it the Divas Rumble and I mean it with like yes. the most love possible because that's that's who they brought in and it and it worked. It was fun.
1: And I, I loved Charlotte's look because it was a combination of her father and Miss Piggy kind of combined into one Charlotte Flair thing. It was like incredible. <laughs> like I really want to review all of the looks with drag queens specifically.
0: Oh, that's because, so cool. yeah.
1: because the craftsmanship behind those looks is crazy. And I feel like only a drag queen could truly appreciate what
0: these women do i like it I, I that i think i think there's something there anyway um yeah the, i mean listen so that's the rumble we didn't really get into like everything and anything do you is there anything else from the rumble that you really want to tackle
1: Um, I just wanted to give a huge shout out to like some of the women that were involved, Lita and Mickey. I thought that was really cool. And there was actually a cool, like the commentators are awful, but there was one line that um, I forget the fellow in the, the colorful jacket. He said, now it's lead. Now it's Lita making an impact when she eliminated Mickey. Uh, And I thought that was actually, they, they didn't do her dirty. They treated her with a little bit of respect and um, she got to wear the impact belt on, uh, a pay-per-view so that was really cool and if you haven't checked out her um like post-match backstage clip you definitely should because it's really good
0: i have to well, i haven't seen it yet i have to watch it and mm-hmm. not only coming out with the impact knockouts championship but also coming out to hardcore country which was oh like never heard pop of wwe song. biggest pop it was great yeah. so, did not expect it i think most people had written it off so did i i didn't think she was going to come out with that title or with that no. champion or with that uh that music but no she did and it was really good, really impactful, no pun intended.
1: And I have a lot more to say, but I'm out of my drink. So are we going to wrap this up now?
0: We don't have to wrap it up. I mean, you want to talk a little bit about AEW and that's fine with me.
1: Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was actually a really good week for AEW because the past couple of weeks have been kind of spotty. I'm trying to think of
0: where to even start. I mean, the show opened with that ladder match. That was absolutely insane. So here's a little mini rant. I am not,
1: I am not the hugest fan of of Sammy Guevara outside of the ring. Okay. So we're talking about um, promos, facials, all that stuff. It's, it's, it's really bad. It's like this shit. It's so bad. It's gotta go. But that he proved me wrong. This was his moment. Those were some of the most incredible spots I've seen on AEW and Both him and Cody just were absolutely on one. I was so confused by the ending, but clearly I'm not understanding an angle that we're all getting worked on. Do you have any thoughts on what that might be?
0: What, with Cody losing this championship? Mm. I mean, I just see it as I beat myself up all the time. I am the man you people don't respect me. Mm-hmm. I am working without a contract. Respect me more because I'm working without making a ton of money. It's a handshake deal. I think it's, it's trying to build up all the sympathy, but at the same time, no one's buying it. So yeah. it's, either it's 3D chess or it's legitimately them throwing everything at the wall and seeing if anything sticks in terms of turning him heel or sorry, turning him face. I think people, re- there seems to be a sentiment that AW really wants Cody to be a good guy. They want him to be a face. They want him to be liked. They want him to be beloved, especially considering the rest of the EVPs in the company are heels. So he yeah. is supposed to be the guy that they don't hate. But why fight that tide? This is the it seems to be the only tide that they're fighting is turning Cody heel and, and just running with it.
1: And it just seems too obvious to do that too, right? So I'm curious to see I where know. that goes. Yeah, um, and then after that, I think was the Wardlow squash, which was awesome,
0: dude. Yes, did you think he would turn this week? Did you think he would turn because he's at home and all that stuff?
1: I don't know. Like Tony and AEW is like tricky. Like I try and put myself in the Carney mindset of bookings all the time, but I can never, yeah. I can never get it. Like I thought we were getting Julia Blackheart a couple of weeks ago, and then on the promo this week, they flashed her with her eye patch on the House of Black promo, so. I still don't know what's going on there. I'm so, so female dickhard for Penta Pac and the House of Black. That's, like, going to be incredible.
0: Yes. I think that's going to be a fun match this week. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. there. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's so much to tell now with this House of Black as a tag team. So much more than when you just had Malachi Black as a solo guy. I, I'm excited to watch this tag team actually tear it up.
1: And Jade had the best match of her career, I think, this week as well with Julia, which was, it was, it was quick. We knew what was going to happen, but they worked well. You can tell that she's been training. Um, she's actually she being Jade um, is working with Brian Danielson a lot apparently. Yes, and that showing. broke
0: that broke on Grapsity on YouTube.com slash Fightful on Saturday. Jade let Check the guys know on that show. Check it out. That was a they did a great interview with Jade, and Jade was yeah. excellent. But yeah, she dropped that training with uh with, with Brian Danielson. Um that I backbreaker was cool. Can I you
1: disagree?
0: I, I disagree. I did not like the match.
1: You didn't?
0: Why not? Didn't, for some reason, it just didn't do it for me. The this just I I think I'm 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 of two mindsets. I know that both these women can do so much better. I just mm-hmm. didn't see the chemistry there. Uh and on top of that. I think I was expecting the TBS, TNT title thing to kind of finish with the swapping. Cause now this they're still putting the TBS championship on T or on TNT and the TNT championship on TBS. I know this is a little nitpicky, but like we were told these championships would not really cross mm. over. But they're doing it now every week because one show is taped and one show isn't. And like I understand that Jade is not uh Cody or Sammy Guevara in terms of experience and therefore maybe putting it all on live TV can be detrimental but mm. you got to find a way to make it work
1: I I didn't even like pick up on that and that is actually very interesting I just think that like how I'm watching Jade is kind of more week over week and just like a general progression
0: yeah. and yeah. I
1: think that she what Jade really lacks is obviously greenish she's new to this and also her confidence I think is a little bit iffy at times in the ring because she has such a like powerful appearance. It's hard to match that with facials and with um, like your character acting. Um, but I I'm starting to see more confidence in her doing the push ups and the sit ups and getting more comfortable on the mic. Um, so I definitely see an improvement. And same with Julia. Julia's not there to be an amazing wrestler. She never was. She never will be. But I, I like what they're doing with her. And um, I I thought it was great.
0: I think I just expected something with the way the uh, the rankings are supposed to work. And I and I make okay. this joke all the time. That the rankings don't mean oh, much. it's, it's so dumb. They're it's a prop. So... They're a prop. And that's fine. Yeah. But at the same time, if you're going to use the the rankings to sort out the women's championship, you should probably use the rankings to sort out the TVS championship as well. Fair uh, enough. That's, that's my feeling. Again, yeah. fine match just wasn't necessarily for me. Maybe it was. And like someone in the comments going to be like, I love that match. Best match ever. Uh, I
1: loved it. I thought Jade just, just crushed it, but teach their own. And then there was first and velvet, which I thought was complete dog shit. So
0: no. And I agree with you there. I expected, we both expected more. We talked about it. Uh, Yeah. We talked about offline, and you were like, what's going to happen? You, you had your hypothesis, and I gave you mine. And, it pretty and we much were both ended right. Exactly. We were both right. We yeah. were waiting for Layla Hirsch to turn, and she has. And that's good. I needed that. I needed a, an official Layla Hirsch is, is a POS, and now she's going to go and go after whoever. But both of your champions right now are heels, so you're going to have to figure out how that's going to work moving forward, too.
1: Chris looked great, though. So
0: Oh, yes. She always does. Yeah.
1: I mean she always does, but I liked her little shorts get up too. And um I think her um I don't know if it's a lizard or a bearded dragon, but it, she's had a an injury with her bearded dragon. So congratulations on not having an injured bearded dragon anymore, Chris <laughs> It's just so weird to see it. Like it had a sling on Instagram. I was like, I didn't even know you could have a sling for a reptile, but
0: I didn't either. Apparently you can. News to me. I just uh, I just saw
1: that you're wearing the bullet club, uh,
0: I I I, mm-hmm. I I I am. It's like my one of my winter hoodies. It's very comfortable. It's very sweet. I got it in L.A. of all places for like dirt cheap at a Hot Topic.
1: An, an older uh, Japanese woman actually stopped my boyfriend the other day. He was wearing his, and she was like, "Do you like wrestle or whatever?" And he's like, "Oh no, I just watch it." And it's funny how a brand it wasn't it wasn't Bullet Club. It was the uh, New Japan Tiger uh, oh, yeah. logo that she saw, and like, and if you're Japanese, that, that's everywhere.
0: Yeah. There was a guy walking down the street, downtown Toronto, a couple summers ago. And he was decked head to toe in Bullet Club. And I was like, so confused. He did not look like a a wrestling fan. What does a wrestling fan look like? I don't know. But like, I was just like, it's all Bullet Club. Like the hat, the shirt, the hoodie, the pants. Like he had the Bullet Club uh, joggers on. I was just taken aback, just walking around downtown.
1: He really likes Bullet Club. Wow. How's your uh, pink, whatever, what is it called again?
0: Pink Lemonade Vodka Beverage from Jaw Drop. It's okay. Tastes like lemonade. Tastes like lemonade with booze. (laughs) Not mad at that. Tastes like I'll be on the floor by 7 p.m. if I'm not careful. Um, Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Main event. Unsanctioned. Adam Cole, Bebe. Orange Cassidy. Did you like it? I,
1: I did like it. I mean, we got to see... The final debut of Mr. Danhausen, which could be its own episode, honestly. But I kind of hope it um, is one day. a calendar. I <laughs> mean, in my mind, I picture like Tony Khan having an office of like all the calendars for the year, all of like the merch sale drops, and it's just like Danhausen swirls everywhere, and he's <laughs> like, we can make all of the money if we release an Easter House shirt on this day, and then a Christmas House shirt on that day, and maybe a Hanukkah House shirt on that day.
0: And you just got Danhausen sitting there in the back, being like, "Where's my blimp?" <laughs> don't swear. No swearing.
1: I can't do a good Danhausen voice, and I don't know. Like, I, I definitely will meet him one day. But what do you do when you meet someone like that? You know what I mean?
0: Don't mock him.
1: <laughs> no, absolutely I,
0: not. When did I? I met him at another A one show in Hamilton. There's a video on my Twitter of him doing the tequila with uh, with with, with uh, Warhorse.
1: Doing that gimmick.
0: Yes. And uh, yeah, that that was fun. I met him at the show. He was super sweet. Just a nice dude. And he he did the gimmick. He did the character. But my favorite part was that uh, Orange Cassidy was also on the card and was part of a four-way match for one of the championships in A1. And he won the title. So at the... Oh, he did. I, yeah, Orange Cassidy won won that title. And during the break, when all the wrestlers are out selling merch and like hanging out with the audience and doing the thing, he comes out and everyone's like, hey, congratulations, congratulations. He's like, oh, shit, I forgot my belt. So he had to like turn around, run to the back, <laughs> get the belt and bring it out with him. I thought it was just the funniest, most Orange Cassidy thing ever. Uh, but he had a good match. He had a really good match with Adam Cole. Everyone did called you, the ending a
1: botch. I saw a lot of like WWE marks being like, "There's so, so... Ba, 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 ba. I thought it was awesome. I love the yeah. hug. He obviously got cursed by Danhausen, and uh, it was a spot fest. It was awesome.
0: Yeah, it was just fun. Like it was, it was lights out. It was unsanctioned. Nobody's. I thought he really hurt his everything. hand,
1: but uh, I don't think he did.
0: Looked okay. He was definitely bloodied yeah. up. Maybe had to get it, you know, bandaged. But other than that, he was fine. You know what I loved about it? I've said this elsewhere, but I love that Orange Cassidy immediately took off the sunglasses like broke them in half and was like we're serious now bitch and that was great that tells a whole new story for orange cassidy
1: and Good for match. me um like i i started watching wrestling again during the pandemic mainly because i was on youtube one day and i randomly saw the unsanctioned Bret baker thunderosa match and then i started kind of clicking around and i actually saw oc on beyond wrestling and i was like is this what wrestling is now? Like, this is awesome. So it's, it's awesome just to see OC, Orange Cassidy, whatever you call him, just get um, a moment like that. I mean, he has one of the craziest work rates in AEW, if not wrestling, he's, he's wrestling like every night and even private party actually wrestled two times on one night this week too, which is crazy.
0: That's a good point. I didn't even think about that. They're, they're definitely getting their reps in again, which is nice Mm -hmm. because they had to take some time off with injuries. So this mm-hmm. is a good good way to good way to move forward for them, I think.
1: I love private party.
0: I'm getting there. I I did before. I loved when they showed up in Impact for a little bit. I think that was a perfect play for them. For I most, didn't even see
1: that. A
0: lot of people forgot about it when they ho- when they started doing the the forbidden door stuff and like Gallows and Anderson went over to uh, to, to 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 AW for a bit. That's yeah, when yeah. Private Party showed up with Matt Hardy and they got themselves an Impact Tag Championship match. Okay. That was worth it. That was fun. It put them, it put them in impact for a little bit and they had good matches. Go check it out. If you, if yeah, you have, yeah, have, to,
1: have to watch that,
0: it, or even if you just forgot about it, because I think most people did, you can go and find it. On, it's on probably the-
1: that it's probably age cannabis, et
0: cetera, et cetera. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I got, I don't have much to add to, to, to wrap up with. Do you have anything else to, uh, to bring up here while we're hanging out and talking?
1: No, um, it's kind of been a baffling week of wrestling. This, this, this week we got a lot of cool things on the go and I guess we'll see you all next week.
0: Yeah, we'll do it again. It'll be fun. It's Grappy Hour every single Monday at 5 p.m. here on youtube.com slash Overbooked. Lily, where can the people find you on the internet? Um,
1: they can find me on Twitter there at LilyZ or they can check out my website Strange Comforts and sometimes I write for Fightful, sometimes I don't, sometimes I pop up other places. So who knows where you will see me.
0: There you go. I'm Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Ladies and gentlemen and friends beyond the binary, we'll see you in the next video. Cheers.